1: Hello, darkness, and welcome <laughs> into the purge, our official postgame she- show here on the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe, wherever you get your podcasts and leave a five star review. However you want to digest this loss, facts are the facts, and the Cardinals are now the first team in NFL history to lose six games after starting 7-0. 38-30 Seahawks, the final in this game, and let's get things going with our first quarter instant replay. Tiers and here with Frank Sanders. Johnny Venerable will be joining us shortly from State Farm Stadium. But uh, Frank, the Cardinals' woes at home have now followed them potentially into the postseason, just weren't able to get this one done. Uh, and they, But they started out great with Chandler Jones getting to the quarterback, strip sack, Zach Allen brings it in for a touchdown. They fell flat, but there were, there were ups, downs, twists and turns in this game. Uh, your initial reactions?
0: I, I thought we looked like we came to play. Initially we did like we came to play. Uh, if you look at the stats, we look statistically actually pretty similar in some areas. Uh, we, we did lose time of possession, but they apparently they didn't need the ball that long to put up 38 points against the Cardinals. Uh, but I really thought we started out with some fire. It looked like we was coming to play, but in reality, it turned out to be something. And between the third and the fourth quarter, we just couldn't figure it out, and they did. And uh, it was disappointing to see some of the plays that did happen. Let me let me back up to see a lot of the plays that did not happen because there were opportunities for guys to make plays and they didn't, and to put this team in a position that would have solidified the division. Um, unfortunately, we came away with a de- with a, with, a, with an L versus the team that came to play and four quarters of football. We played two and a half. We talked about that yeah. on Friday. Got to play four quarters of football versus Russell Wilson because he does not quit, and we gave him every opportunity not to, and it showed up you know, at the end, of, at the end of the game.
1: Kevin says too many injury holes on defense and the offense does not play inspired. Why are we throwing to AJ nine times for four receptions when we know and have seen that uh, CK has become the clutch wide out a couple of things to unpack there. Definitely missing some key pieces in their secondary. I think Marco Wilson, Robert Alford were definitely missed today. And the there were some some situations of blown coverage and guys getting exposed in the secondary for sure. Uh and as far as you know, AJ Green, he he beat himself today. He had the opportunity. I think he just needed just over 70 yards, maybe 71 yards seventy five yards excuse me, to get a, a nice little bonus, two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and he should have gotten that easily, Easy. but between penalties, mental mistakes, dropped passes, he had a rough game today, so a, a few things to unpack there
0: a lot I, I mean I agree with him, the defense did have injuries, but we still had enough players to to show up uh to put ourselves in a position that gave us the chance early, actually to be very dominant in the very first half first first two quarters of the ball game, but well, we could have really put this team away in some areas. And we just didn't. We kept kept giving Russell an opportunity to, to stick around. And he made those plays. And uh, you're looking at a team that statistically, the Seahawks had 431 yards total offense. The Cardinals had 305. Listen to this stat. They gave up 202 yards rushing. We're talking about giving up 100 yards a game. We gave up 202 yards rushing. But last week we went against the Dallas Cowboys and we gave up less than 47 yards. The Jekyll and Hyde effect of this team has been definitely on display. This is the fifth straight, you know, home loss to you know, for us, and um, it's just it's, it does not look good. Doesn't bode well for what this team could have been. Um, AJ Green, look, is supposed he's paid well. He's paid actually handsomely to use the words of Johnny Venerable. and really he should be making the plays. You're giving him a chance to be the guy. You felt like you had a better, you know, probably a better matchup one one on one situations versus their cornerback. But guess what? He didn't make those plays and unfortunately sad. look, you also said he had a chance to make money. The argument of A.J. Brown, uh, Antonio Brown, was, excuse me, Antonio Brown was you're not targeting me enough because I can't get my money. They gave you a chance to get your money and you didn't do it. Sad on his part. Uh, But again, CK is an opportunity to, CK could have had, you know, he could have got a thousand yards. That was supposed to be a bonus and a caveat for him. And it did not come to pass. It wasn't like this team <clears throat> wasn't in the right position. Let's back up. This is almost the fourth team we've played with multiple star players out of the game, multiple situations that we should have dominated because we had a better roster and our team was better. And in truth, we did not answer the bell and unfortunately walked away again with another L, another loss.
1: Sean Murphy says, Kirk with three targets is ridiculous. Seattle is the 30th ranked passing D. He caught two of three. If we want to win in L.A., we have to get him involved early and often. And you mentioned his opportunity to hit that 1,000 uh, yards receiving mark in uh, for the first time in his career. I think he was just over 20 yards shy of that. So potentially one more reception and he could have broke and the and 1,000 yards it, receiving, and Frank, you can certainly attest to it, is a pretty big milestone, especially when you're in your career.
0: It does. You're absolutely right, Chris. It means a lot. Like, I don't know. You, can, you, you set your stats for a lot of things, but 1,000 yards in the NFL says you did something. And it means a lot to – apparently that's a number that uh, contractually means a lot on the table, but also statistically. The players realize that, look, out at, of at a, at a 17 games, you could have caught at least seventy yards a game. You know what I mean? Sixty-five to seventy yards will get you a thousand yards. But if you're not at that level, if something's wrong, CK is a good receiver. I I cannot say to I cannot speak highly to our game plan this week versus them to be effective. I'm not I'm not necessarily saying that it was. It just seemed like it took a lot to get it going. You know, we played Dallas last week, and you guys can test this. So all those who in the chat, you 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 can test what we did to Dallas. We came out on first and second down. Third downs, we were efficient. This week, I mean, I'm not mad at where we were on third down. We was 9 of 18. The Seattle Seahawks were 8 for 12. But that still proves that we had some kind of moment, but we just did not take advantage of those moments that we really needed.
1: Yeah. You could also point to that drive early on. It was almost, I think it was like 10 minutes, 41 seconds, almost 11 minute drive. They yeah. had two fourth down conversions, which you could say, Hey, that's really good. you could also say, mm, why really even in that position to begin with, because what are they doing on first, second and third down? And then they ended in just a field goal. Now you could also say, Hey, at least they got points on the board while taking a lot of time off the clock. But I think that's something that you could point to where it was just like, you know, they just weren't, they weren't doing enough. They were, um, you know, they were doing enough to keep themselves in the game, but there was just another level that they needed to get to that they just, you know, were not getting to.
0: We, you said this last week, Tristan, I thought this was prominent. You know, we talked about the Seattle Seahawks. We, we faced the first part, the first game, you know, in the early parts of the season. This is not the same Seattle Seahawks we faced this week. Look, no. Russell is totally different. He's much healthier. His hand is healthier. I said they figured out something, with, what to do with D, DK Metcalf and to move him in the slot. Don't let him sit on the outside because he becomes a terror on the inside. And once you move him around, you give him more opportunities, which is great. You isolate other guys in the same way when you're doing that. They had Penny, a running back that apparently has popped on the scene to be more than a penny, but a goddamn dollar because he's running the ball. (laughs) And the dude that want to get paid, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's crazy. But and that is the difference in the game. Like, when we, look at, when we look at the stats, it's, you know, it's 202 yards to our 118 yards rushing. Not bad. Kyler did most of the work with his legs, which we expected. Thank God for that. Uh, look, 202, 229 yards passing by the Seattle Seahawks to our 187. Not good because they had a lot of guys drop balls, and everyone in the chat room can attest to that, as well as yourself, Tristan. But, again, the plays were there. The opportunities were there. We just didn't close a game you talking four quarters of football. We didn't close the game out and we had a chance to do it in the third quarter, many opportunities, and we didn't do that.
1: Yeah. So I want to get to that third quarter because, in my opinion, that was the hurting point in the game. I want to hear what yours was. But before we get to it, we've got a, a couple of people in the chat talking about our running backs. So low tone Capone saying, Eno played well, silver lining, and uh, easy no steroids says, hopefully Connor is OK. So Uh, Good and bad when it comes to James Conner. The good thing is, is he uh, is our DraftKings Sportsbook app, king of the game. I think uh, if, if he's playing, there's a good chance that he is going to be the guy that I select for king of the game because he is such a special player. Uh, He had 93 total yards in his return and two touchdowns, one on the ground, one in the air. He has now scored 18 touchdowns on the year, too shy of the record. Uh, You know, he's he's, their weapon in the red zone, their X factor, but he's so much more than that. Unfortunately, he had a great return back and they certainly missed him. He was dealing with that heel injury and then he gets injured late in this game and heads to the locker room. So, Some good and then obviously he's a guy that you want in the postseason so now they head into the postseason with uh you know I know they like to say that Chase Edmonds and James Conner are 1A and 1B but you could argue you could you could argue that he is their top running back his status is up in the air while Chase Edmonds missed this game his status is up in the air as well heading into the postseason not ideal
0: JC is definitely the draft king, without a doubt we miss him so much when he's not there Speaking of James Conner, look, the guy just – he sets the tone. He tries to create the tempo where the offensive line does what they're supposed to do. 93 yards isn't a lot of yards. He had a 52 yards rushing on 15 carries. Seattle came with the intent to put pressure, which was honestly what they did. A team that also got over five – they got five sacks in the game because they just could put the pressure on Kyler. The goal was to stop the run on the way to the pass, and they did that. They loaded the box up. They believed in their cornerbacks to go – one on one versus our, our receivers, Kyler gave them every chance to make the play and they didn't. I like your pick in James Conner because the guy just sets the tone across the board offensively, and I like that he, look, yeah, he's continually setting stats, he's putting up his records, and uh, kudos to him. I like his energy, I like his heart. We need Chase Edmonds back, but to have J.C. and Eno back and do what they were supposed to do, they did their part. We just didn't do our part on the outside. And honestly, as a former receiver, guys, I'm going to just speak it. You look at my name as at Frank Sanders at 81, so disappointed. I should have put wide receivers. <laughs> I didn't
1: even I, see that.
0: <laughs> I should have put wide receivers just because I'm so disappointed in our wide receivers today because they didn't play. The leading receiver today is Zach Ertz with seven catches for 84 yards. But guess what? Christian Kirk, too. You know, your boy just didn't show up, man. So a bunch of those guys didn't show up. Wesley only two. AJ four, but yeah. the targeting was there. They just didn't make the plays.
1: Yeah, I would have maybe liked to have seen Kirk and Wesley involved a little bit more. AJ <laughs> Green certainly had all the chances in the world. The and just didn't okay. make the most of them. Uh, before I move on to Frank's turning point, want to uh, tell you that if you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now using the promo code PHNX, but five dollars on any football team that's college uh, or the NFL. Uh, you're going to get $200 in free bets if they are victorious. Again, that's using the promo code PHNX this week at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. As always, it is 21 and over. Arizona only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800 NEXT STEP. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com/sportsbook for details. All right, let's get to Frank's turning point. What was it for you, Frank?
0: From the, from the chalkboard, you guys can look at, see, the guy on the right side goes left, he swings out right, and the guy on the right side <laughs> goes right, he swings out right. But see, this guy in the back, the guy in the back end of that post right there is the punter, Andy Lee dropping the ball, man, Ooh. and turning it over was a turning point. It's an opportunity we didn't do, we didn't come out, we didn't get anything going, so we wanted to punt the ball, put our defense out on the field, probably put about 45 yards. That drop punt turned to a fumble. And a touchdown was the turning point of the game to me. And unfortunately, it happened to be, you know, in a, in a situation or during a time where we needed to, you know, change the field of possession. I don't think they would have scored on the next drive because our defense was doing something. very They, they, were, they were putting pressure. And it was finding things out. You put your defense in that position um, versus Russell, them. it's just hard and hard not to think they're not going to score a touchdown. And they did. And that's my turning point. Andy Lee's uh, muff, fumble, punt to a fumble.
1: So if you ask me, that was part of a greater tw- turning point in the game. So before that, you had uh, some, some busted coverage, uh, Swain in the end zone, the Seahawks tie up the game, followed by Kyler getting sacked twice. They loaded up the pressure, frustrated him. The Cardinals go three and out which led to that punt in the first place which was all sorts of botched i don't i don't even really know what was going on i guess he was af- afraid that it was going to get blocked and it all just it all fell apart from there followed by and that's how you end the third quarter followed by the seahawks capitalizing on it and scoring to start the fourth quarter carrying all the momentum into that final quarter so i totally agree with you but i think it was a larger part of a few minutes of just everything fell apart like this with the snap of the finger.
0: It, all those things happen and it, it it displayed a horrible drive or a whole ser- series of downs. But the only one that really, really doesn't change the narrative is that part where he drops the punt, turns into a fumble, they get the ball. They, 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 he gives up points in a red zone area that's like basically you're going to score points. And I agree with you. That series of downs is it's unexplainable. It's absolutely unexplainable to watch what took place and how these guys did it. But, I mean, <clears throat> that's my turning point. And, look, it was ugly and it hurt <laughs> us bad.
1: Uh, Leah is asking, Cherson, are you eating a margarita freeze pop? I am. It is, um, I put them in the freezer earlier today and so they weren't, it was not totally frozen and since it's been sitting in my hand, it's pretty much liquid, but uh, these are my new favorite things. Have you ever had like uh, alcoholic popsicles, Frank?
0: Let me tell you something, what I have had is about eight of those things. Yes, I love those little mother suckers. <laughs> I just don't hang around enough people who drink them. They always, uh, they always bring in, uh, some tequila to the party and trying to make margaritas. <laughs> so yes. I have had a couple of those, but they just don't seem to fit into a 30-ounce cup. How many of those take your taste to fit into a 30-ounce cup is my question.
1: Well, you don't put it into a cup because it's a frozen popsicle.
0: I like to put it into a cup, throw it in there with a little more tequila on top of it, splash a little lime on it, move it around a little bit.
1: No, it's like an otter pop. You eat it like an otter pop Mm -hmm. or like a freeze pop, depending on which side of the country you're from.
0: it's, It's probably about... 3% 3% alcohol. Uh well, after this loss, I need about seven of those to numb the pain, just like <laughs> <don't go bones.
1: laughs> uh Mr. Grimm with the super chat. We appreciate you. Says, Frank, I want to preemptively pay for your curse jar dues. Are you gonna curse up a storm? You've been pretty good. I, you've you've said one curse word so far, Frank.
0: Yeah, and it was it was it was absolutely apropos in that moment. I'm not cursing anymore. I'm trying to drop that. I dropped it on the podcast. You guys uh, have higher expectations of me. So therefore, I will render a higher position of me. But this shit right here we saw today was horrible. Put <laughs> just, just, a quarter like,
1: in the in the curse jar. But a
0: quarter in there, brother. i just saying. Uh, look, this is... Um, we made the playoffs. You guys know that very well. But we wanted to go in, winning the division. We wanted to you know, establish a sense of, um, some sense of a flow, getting ready to go into the next, to the playoffs, into the new season as they start to call that, to wash this game out and to wash this loss. um, The outside receivers got to come to the table and you have to believe in the guys that's going to make plays because the playoffs uh, is, is for playmakers. It's not for teams that just hop in and think they can't wish to win. You have to make plays to win football games in the playoffs and, we need these guys to step up and make better plays.
1: Uh, Peter, with a big time super chat, says, "I'm Thank drinking. You. you guys could be too. I am too, just in popsicle form. So it's kind of like eating my alcohol." Uh, have a white claw on me, Speedo Jackson. Do you have like a bar back there in in your house that we don't know about that you can go spend this twenty dollars at, or what? <laughs> I
0: have. I have a plethora of stuff in the corner. I should just go. I'm trying not to do too much today because <laughs> if I get to going. I don't know how much, uh, I'm disappointed and I don't want to drink right now while I'm trying to discuss these disappointment feelings. And I know I'm amongst friends. So I appreciate that. I know I'm amongst friends. Cherson apparently has no problem.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm 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 at at home. home. Oh my goodness. It's been Newman and I just, just chilling at home this whole day watching football and uh, drinking some alcoholic popsicles. So I have no reason not to drink. I don't have anywhere to be. Didn't have anywhere to be all day, except my couch.
0: Now you did the right thing. LT say, man, step into my nightmare. The water is warm. Look, bro, this is, I agree. You know, this is how we all feel about a lot of the things that are taking place. Uh, This is, just let me express something to y'all right now that I'm just going to be real honest about. I'm scared now. I really am. I'm nervous not for my team. But I'm nervous for what will happen in the offseason trying to describe this to can we keep this team together? Can we hold this team together? Now, we're not there yet because we still got more football to play. And I respect that. But I am nervous right now as a former player looking at my team and watching at what just took place the last six weeks of the season, seven weeks of the season. And we're going to have to figure something out how to how to how to hit a hell of a. A hell of a reset button. And Chirsten, you know what that reset button would be? You just push 9-9, nine, nine, pound 9-9.
1: Nine,
0: nine, pound 9-9, nine, nine. okay. And, with, and pound 9-9, nine, nine, I'm hoping, it's reset button for the Arizona Cardinals going into next week to whomever which team we play.
1: I thought you were trying to say that we needed to call 911 and have the, the ambulance come out and revive the team. That's what I thought you were getting at. But uh, JJ Watt would certainly and hopefully uh, help this team heading into the postseason. And we all right. hope that is the case. That was uh, super fun to hear that he is back on the practice field and is designated for return. Kevin brings up a question. He says, What do you view of Kyler's? consistent showing of frustration on the bench. Now, this is something that, honestly, I didn't, I typically notice it, um, but I didn't really notice it today. You also have to think about, in the grand scheme of things, how much of Kyler. And his reactions and interactions are you really seeing throughout the course of the game? Because you have to remember that you're only getting a very small sample size. Whenever that camera decides to pan over in a certain situation, which could very well be, hey, look at Kyler. He, he looks like he's super frustrated. Let's get a tight shot of him and let's take that shot. Uh, you know, he could be like that the whole game, or he could just have spurts of emotions throughout the game. So I will throw that out there. But I did not at any point in this game see a shot of him on the sidelines and think, oh, my God, man, get it together. Because it was a, it was a little bit of a frustrating game today.
0: I, I would agree with you on that. It was definitely a frustrating game today because it just didn't seem like things flowed well. You know, it could have been better. Um, there was, just instead of getting a bunch of rhythm and a lot of areas where we could have just dominated. If frustration comes from a situation, I'm 100% sure that as a quarterback, you're giving guys an opportunity to make plays that don't make plays. You know for a fact that if we don't win, it's basically going to come back on me. And that's just the conversation. That's just what happens. You point the finger to your quarterback because he primarily touches the ball most of the time. Um, right now, anything he shows that he, that is emotions, I'll take. Because it's showing the connection. It's showing that he is involved. And it's showing that there's some sense of passion that either it's a frustrated passion or it's a pouting passion. And I'm going to be kind with these words when I say this, because in truth, we have a winner as our quarterback. It's the Heisman Trophy winner. It's the AFC, this, excuse me, this is the NFC rookie of the year quarterback. This is in his third season and he's made the pro bowl. And I'm just saying like we have a winner can like just cross the board athletically. It's a dual threat quarterback. Most teams would want something like that. Of course, they want him four inches taller, but guess what? I like, I like what we got. I'm just going to say I'm going to reserve that because I think there's a moment right now where he's finding his way to be able to com- com- communicate with this team that we have to do better. And I think that's the part where I'm going to be a little bit more delicate with, in my conversation with that.
1: Yeah, I agree. A stat from today as well, showing Kyler Murray's greatness in his first three seasons. He is now the first player in NFL history with 70 or more passing touchdowns and 20 or more rushing touchdowns in his first three seasons. So he officially became that making history today uh, in this, uh, you know, unfortunately would have been better if they... They had won it, but that just shows to how good of a quarterback he's been in his first three seasons, even though people are still, you know, sort of doubting his ability, doubting his attitude, you know, there's a lot of doubts surrounding him still, uh, but fact of the matter is he definitely cares, and he wants to win, and I would rather have a quarterback that cares than, you know, just sort of man, whatever, when the team is losing their fifth straight game at home. My goodness gracious. Yeah, You know what hey, I mean? A, I mean, I'd be frustrated, too. I
0: agree. I mean, he—he, he, I, I like where he's at right now. It doesn't look good on TV because, you see, I think there's a I think there's a small perception because of, you know, his height, size. He still has that baby face. You really can't watch a really kind of get-in-your-face kind of guy because Maybe that's still the perception of him that he's pouting. Well, we have a winner. We have to accept that. But I like what some of the, a lot of the people in the in the comment section even Saul chimed in. A lot of the guys are talking about our receivers and the things they're doing and how bad they would perform today. Look, that's on the table. Saul, you're right. Wesley Green, uh, look, Da Don C J Murray is out there still looking for DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins would be a tremendous help. We just don't have him right now. He's done for the season. That is the truth. We need him because apparently these guys are not stepping up. This is speaking from a receiver perspective. Having a bad game when asked upon is inexcusable. 100% to me. When you're asked to be the guy and they're not, you're getting the opportunities to be that guy, you're supposed to be that guy. And that's all I ask you to do because that's what they're calling upon you to do. So, look. At Frank San 81, one, so disappointed. That's where I'm at with it. You guys know that for sure. I'm not going to sugarcoat it because I, my only thing as a receiver was I wanted the opportunities for these targets that these guys are getting. to throw the ball to me nine times and only catch four. I just think that's a horrible game for me across the board. There's no DB in the league that's going to stop me from making my catches after that wind of time. That, if I can get the ball that many times, I just don't see it. Me dropping the ball like that, I just don't see it. So it's embarrassing um, in a lot of ways. Did the guys come out to play? Question mark. Did they come out? Were they all focused and serious? I don't know. I hope they was just like you guys. And unfortunately, um, today our offensive, our, our receivers did not come to play, and they didn't make the plays in that opportunity.
1: Unlike recent games at home, I didn't feel like I was watching this and frustrated with like lack of effort or energy. I genuinely felt like the guys were dialed in and they had every, you know, reason to be as well. It just it came down to execution, and I don't think this can all be put on the offense. Honestly, mm-hmm. I saw some, and I think even you know, Saul mentioned something about you know, it, it, is JJ Watt really going to help that much? Cliff can get out of his own way, and I agree. The play calling at times you could certainly dissect and criticize, but the defense did not have their best game either. The offense put up 30 points for the first time in six games. The last time they did that was against Chicago. And, you know, in Chicago, crappy conditions against a crappy team. True. Kyler's first game back uh, at the beginning of December. It had been six games since they had even put up 30 points. I mean, that's good. And all things considered, when you take a look at the scoreboard, doesn't matter that they, you know, you know what they did and some of the issues that they had to get to 30. They, the offense put themselves in a position to win the game. 30 points is going to put yourself in a position to win the game. Your defense giving up 38 points and having some of the struggles that they had, the run defense, once again, an an issue. And I would go as far as to say that run defense is fraudulent. We might see glimpses of them have a good game, and and then all of a sudden you say, see, 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 I told you it wasn't that big of a deal. No, it is a big deal. And that secondary got picked apart at times. So for me, I think the defense, you could pick apart the offense, sure, but I think the defense was the difference in this game.
0: We won the battle in the time possession of the game. I agree with you on that, Cherson. We were about the same across the board when the numbers, you know, when you look at the numbers, I agree with you on that too. But I think that the, there are so many, the, the hidden part was the sacks and not managing the clock or not managing the down and distance. Those are yeah. the parts that showed up. And those are the parts that show up that says, that's why we were not as successful as we really could have been. 30 points I agree, right? And that is true. We put up 30 points at the first time. But we really statistically probably should have put up 40-something points and beat this team stopped them from scoring 38 points if we would have played a cleaner game of football. And we did not play that. It wasn't a clean game of football. I'm at the game. The Seattle Seahawks fans that were there, all maybe 16,000 probably, sounded louder. It sounded like they had more fun at the football game. And that's what it felt like there at the football game. Because they had, more, they had bigger moments that seemed to be at the right time that would allow them to be more celebratory. And unfortunately, we just didn't make enough plays to, to put, a, put, a, put this team away at the right moment. Again, it's Russell Wilson. Everyone knows you got to play four quarters of football with Russell Wilson. And if you don't, the guy's going to make a big difference. What's next?
1: All right, going to get to some more questions in the chat. But first, uh, was one of your New Year's resolutions to look and feel better in 2022? But forget the gym, forget those crazy diets. How about you just get some new gear to rep your teams instead? Up, up Up your wardrobe game. PHNX is here to help with that. We mentioned all week long, J.J. Watt. Hopefully going to make his return next week. Fingers crossed, but he is designated to return off IR. We do have a maybe-we're-just-effing-better J.J. Watt-inspired t-shirt. It would be a good time to cop that. Uh, As well as just so many other fire t-shirts that range from Cardinals theme to Suns theme to U of A, ASU, and beyond. If you head to phnxlocker.com, you can grab one of those shirts for just $29.99 if you become a member you can get one for free. We've also got some sticker packs up there that have the same graphic designs as our t-shirts just on stickers. They're awesome especially to decorate your laptops with. Those are just $5 and they're limited edition so once they're gone they are gone. <clears throat> All right, Peter asks asking the question, do the Cardinals have the high end talent to perform in the playoffs? Dogs Motor guys and team guys are fine until you need a splash. Who provides that other than Hopkins? We will answer this question, and then I believe we have Johnny out at Safe Farm Stadium. So uh, real quick, who, who provides that splash uh, other than uh, Hopkins?
0: James Conner. James Conner makes the plays, man. Him and Zach Ertz are literally a, a special duo to the NFL and to the Arizona Cardinals. Look, these guys, James is, James is what, 18 touchdowns right now? He's at 18 touchdowns right now, and I think he's leading the league. That that's a special number for any running back in the NFL, especially for the Arizona Cardinals, because he's definitely, you know, changed the record books in that area. But Zach Ertz is just a he's a phenomenal addition to the Arizona Cardinals. These are the guys that move the chain. You have to have somebody that moves the chain. Look, the outside guys, DeAndre Hopkins, yes, he's the big play. He's the he's the guy you want if it's third and sixty to throw a Hail Mary to and he finds a way to get it done. But the guys that move the chains consistently is I like JC because he has the power to get down that field, and Decker just makes consistent plays to keep the chains moving. So I, that's my those are my, those are my two splash guys for this team right now.
1: Consistent is the best word just to describe both of them. Uh, I, I just feel they do their job every time they're targeted. Anytime the ball's in their hands, consistent for sure with those two guys. All right, let's bring in Johnny. Head to our Johnny-on-the-spot segment out at State Farm Stadium. Johnny, I'm not sure who all you've spoken with. I'm assuming Cliff Kingsbury, maybe some players, but what is the vibe right now after a loss to close out the regular season?
2: Yeah, Cherson, you would have thought by now, this team now losers of five straight at home, that they'd be used to this kind of thing. Today was especially egregious when you consider the fact The San Francisco 49ers down 17-0 came back to beat the L.A. Rams, which of course means Cardinals had a chance to put all that to bed and win the division. And yet even with a 24-17 lead, could not do it. Cliff Kingsbury, very frustrated, said they got outplayed and outcoached, that they simply wanted it more. Kind of backtracked a little bit saying that, you know, nobody was really watching or scoreboard watching uh, Kyler Murray confirmed he didn't know the score of the game until they got in the locker room. But at the same time, basically said Seattle playing loose, playing free, playing easy, not making excuses. But the Cardinals really just didn't really know how. It seemed like his rationale was the Cardinals really didn't know how to take this game seriously or not. You had people on social media at halftime of the Rams game saying, pull Kyler Murray, pull the starters," And yeah. then the Cardinals having to weigh all that, and again, I'm not making excuses for them. They were up 24 to 17. They could have easily won this game. They got outplayed in all three phases, just egregious penalties, the fumbled snap on the goal line. Tyler Murray pointed to that three and out after the Cardinals up 24-17, got a defensive stop. It just it was and I've seen a lot of disappointing games in this building this year, by far the most disappointing given what was on the line.
1: So Frank mentioned that the Seahawks fan base out there seemed like they were more into the game. What was the atmosphere like out there? Was it filled with Seahawks fans or did rise, uh, did the Red Sea rise up and, and uh, maybe it, it was a little different while you were at the stadium than what it looked like on TV?
2: Yeah, I, I don't want to say there was an overabundance of Seahawks fans here. It's still a decent amount, but nothing like we've seen in years prior when Seattle had something to play for. I mean, the Cardinal fans turned out in groves today, even with the struggles that the team has at home this season, and even with the fact that maybe the starters weren't going to play the whole game. And then I'm sure the Cardinal fans were doing what we were all doing, scoreboard watching on their phones of what was taking place at SoFi Stadium between the Rams and the 49ers, and then looking on the field at their hometown Cardinals saying, what is going on with this team? Why can't they put together four complete quarters at home? Good football. home. They haven't won at home since October 24th against the Houston Texans. That's over 70 days ago, and that number, you know, unless something crazy happens in the playoffs, is going to continue to go up until next season. So I just – it was frustrating for everybody involved. Seattle really didn't do anything crazy out of the ordinary. They ran the ball, and and Rashad Penny had 100 plus 90 yards on the ground. Russell Wilson, even with two – basically two touchdowns gifted to the Cardinals. The strip sack, fumble recovery for a touchdown. And then the almost picked six down to the one-yard line. It's like, okay, I'll just throw for three touchdowns. Should have been four. We had the drop in the end zone. And then a rushing touchdown. They didn't let anything bother them. They were so methodical offensively. And then the Cardinals, everything right now with this team, you know, keeping aside the Dallas game, which right now looks like an outlier, losers of four or five. Everything right now with this Cardinal team looks difficult. They can't run the ball effectively. Their passing game is broken without DeAndre Hopkins. The offensive line, guys that we, we touted all week, oh, they've got everybody coming back, gave up five sacks today. G.J. Humphreys was horrendous. And then the defense, you get that sack on the opening drive of the game, didn't have a sack the rest of the game. Secondary looks in disarray. you got inside linebackers that can't stop the run. So, I mean, they need to rethink everything at this point, even though a division title would have been Fantastic for this organization, this this franchise, the Valley being able to come and support this team next weekend. They're eight one on the road. For whatever it is, we just got to ride this out next weekend at SoFi Stadium and against the LA Rams.
0: Johnny, my turning point <coughs> was uh, Andy Lee and the botched and the botch punt uh, by chance. And Cheerson, you know, Chirson made a great des- uh, description of the plays leading up to that botch punt. But uh, what was your turning point in the game as you watched it from from State Farm?
2: Probably the fact that after being up 24-17, the James Conner one-yard touchdown run, you really felt like the Cardinals were going to pull away and win this game. And for whatever reason, they just simply could not contain Russell Wilson and let the Seahawks, every time the Cardinals scored, the Seahawks would come back with another touchdown. And I'm critical of Cliff Kingsbury. The offense, they have not looked good. But they're missing key players. Hopkins is out. Chase Edmonds is out. James Conner left the game. This defense, and I know they're down a couple corners, has no excuse in their front seven to not be dominant. And, you know, I'm a Vance Joseph fan. I root for him to have success. I think he's a good defensive coordinator. He has not had a good end of the season. The defense today looked lackadaisical, giving out big chunk plays, which they did not do in the first half of the season. 38 points to this Seattle team that had six wins coming into this year, or this game, nothing to play for. I am more disappointed in the defense because of who's on the field for them as opposed to the offense, which is still frustrating. But again, missing several star players in the process. So I, I will go the defense, let them down in the second half.
1: The Seahawks had several touchdowns of 20 or more yards, which uh, was a stat that you definitely don't want to see, but you mentioned James Conner. I'm assuming we don't have any sort of an update, but what was said about James Conner's status after leaving the game injured?
2: Yeah, it's a rib injury, almost the same scenario as Chase Edmonds leaving the game a week ago against the Dallas Cowboys. Kingsbury didn't have any information at this point, and I love Cliff. You wouldn't be able to believe anything he said, even if you would confirm that, that James Conner would be fine it's, it's going to be you know Benjamin probably getting the large majority of the carries this week in practice. The good news is he's going to get all those reps, presumably if Chase and James can't go, and he'll be prepared. And I thought he ran the ball effectively in the fourth quarter, but where you miss James is the intangibles, the short yardage, phenomenal pass catching back. I mean, the, the deck is stacked, no pun intended, against this Cardinal team right now. And a lot of it is of their own doing, but at the same time, they're going to go into Soul 5 Stadium against a Rams team that's pissed off, right? That has their number historically in the McVay area. They've only got that one win that came in week four, and they have to be able to run the football. The Niners were able to come back today because they controlled the game on the ground with Elijah Mitchell and company. The Cardinals today, and really, Shearson and Frank, they have not run the football well in upwards of a month's time. Really, maybe since the Chicago game. They didn't run the football well last week at Dallas today same thing. They need one of their two, best case scenario, both their star backs back next week. Otherwise, I I just, I think we're going to see a a similar performance in which Kyler Murray is too often exposed in the passing game, and five sacks today I think warrants that.
1: Frank, you got anything else before we let Johnny go?
0: You know what my last thoughts was? I was going to talk to you about the Rams and what you thought about, man, but honestly you, you spoke well about that, and I it would have been them or Dallas, and we, we, we've, we've made this bet already. Moving forward, if you or Cliff Kingsbury, how do you watch this conversation? How do you wash this last game out of your system and get ready for a new start of the season?
2: I have no idea because uh, they should be playing the 49ers at home next weekend. They should be division champ. We should be celebrating a, a division title right now. The, I, the, the team is incredibly deflated. Kyler Murray is incredibly deflated sad for the fans and to be able to bounce back yeah the Rams lost and they lost the two seed but they still won the division they're still hosting a playoff game there's a four seed right and they don't have great home field advantage anyway I mean there were more Niner fans today at SoFi Stadium presumably than their worst uh LA Rams fans I would say the the one spark that this team has I'm sure you guys have talked about it is the return of JJ Watt If anything's going to make the difference, that will be it. Because I can tell you definitively, if the Cardinals roll out the same kind of energy and effort as they did today, next weekend they will get boat raced by the Rams, even though the Rams are not playing well. But if they have number 99 and they play with that underdog mentality, if they're told all week, just like the Dallas game and a lot of other road games this year, that they are going to be embarrassed and that they do not belong, that is the recipe for this team. When they are favored, when they're at home, when everybody thinks that you know, they're a contender and they take them seriously, they fall on their face. And, and so that is the one thing that you can hang your hat on if you're a Cardinal fan is it's not going to matter at the end of the day if they don't win the division if they can go into L.A. and win next week. It's a tall task. I, I, I don't know if I'd put money on it right now, but I think we're all going to be feeling better when J.J. Watt returns to practice this week.
0: Johnny, I took the points. So we, we said the points were over, the over, he, and under. The over, I took the over.
2: Yeah.
1: Hashtag 9-9. Nine, nine. We Hashtag. are all leaning on a smidgen of hope that he's going to make a difference, and he's going to make his return hopefully next weekend as well. That's Johnny on the spot. Johnny Venerable out at State Farm Stadium. We appreciate you, man.
2: Thanks, guys.
1: Well, Johnny uh, naturally got us into our crystal ball segment, which is uh, you know what does this loss mean for the Cardinals moving forward and moving into the postseason? They are a a number five seed, and they're going to take on the Rams in LA to start the postseason next weekend. Uh, If you take a look at how this thing uh, uh, finished out, the Packers end up with the number one seed in the NFC. They get a bye followed by the Bucks taking on the uh, number seven Eagles, Cowboys taking on the Niners. And then, of course, the Rams taking on the Cardinals. But uh, unfortunately, I think we're all sort of scratching our heads in terms of where do we where do we go from here? What t- kind of Cardinals team are we going to see from here? And I've been it's been well over a month since I've been scratching my head of, you know, I don't know what to think about this team anymore. And this game certainly did not help their cause. And again, you can sit there and say, there are a lot of people that are like, and even when I was tweeting about it, they're like, well, what does it matter anyways? Like you want to play on the road, the, the Cardinals should want to play on the road anyways. And I'm like, you know what, but it's still, you still wanted to close out the season on a high note. You still wanted to give yourself a chance to win the division for the first time in six years. That means something. And I'll go ahead and parlay it into my cheers to you because I'm giving a big cheers to you to the San Francisco 49ers because they did their job. The 49ers and the Cardinals had an agreement. Cardinals take care of business. 49ers take care of business. The Cardinals are NFC West champions. The 49ers beat the Rams in overtime. They played a gritty, fantastic game of football, and they did it the right way. And the Cardinals didn't hold their end of the bargain. Now, they these teams might not have known that they were in, in a pack together, but the fans knew it. <laughs> so cheers to you, San Francisco 49ers. Unfortunately, the Cardinals just could not help themselves. Uh, but Frank, uh, do we have what else can we say about this team moving forward? Now they're going to face the LA Rams again, a, a team that you know has had its ups and downs in the, during the season, but so have the Cardinals. And uh, it's certainly not a team that... Cliff Kingsbury, Kyler Murray, uh, and the folks here in Arizona have had success against.
0: I like your cheers to you because I'm a fan of that, too. Look, they had something to play for, and they showed up. The San Francisco 49ers came to play versus the Rams, and they let them know that we dominate you guys, we own you guys, and we want to get into the playoffs. We want to give ourselves a chance. That 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 shows you the value of what it means to – when you're playing a your division opponent – and this, again, this is division rivals. This is the Cardinals versus the Seahawks. We know the rivalry, how far it stands back to, what it looks like, and who's had, the, who's had each other's numbers. But when the Rams and the 49ers show up, you know the same thing. This is the rivalries that happen out of the NFC West, which makes this the toughest and the best division to play in. But guess what? 49ers did show up. They beat the Rams. The Rams had something to fight for. They still walked away because the Cardinals laid an egg. And that's the only that's the that's the most disappointing part about that. So cheers to the 49ers because they fought to get into the playoffs. the, the Seahawks just scaped away with a victory. And now they're gonna they're they're getting ready to pack their bags to go to someplace warmer than sitting in Seattle while it's raining and wet and cold. So that's without a doubt. More likely, like you said, we said last week, this might be Russell Wilson's last time there, but I tell you what, four quarters of football, he showed us that. So, again, if this is his last game in a uniform, cheers to Russell Wilson as well because he's, 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 he's beat this division up. He's given us nothing but great football for four quarters, and if you watched him, you might have hated him, and you hated him today. I hated him today, but it was the Russell Wilson performance that put this team – um, over and they walked away with a victory. So, Cardinals kind of figured out, and we will, and I'm pretty sure we will do that.
1: The Cardinals should have been playing the 49ers at home to start this postseason off. I would say now it's a good thing that they're not at home, and you could argue that all along, you know, well, did they really want to win the division? Because if so, they're going to be at home. And we probably would have been having a different conversation, though, had they closed out with a win against the Seahawks, you could say, oh, well, you know, maybe they kind of figured it out, you know, their woes at home and I they corrected so, it, Chris. they snapped the losing streak. Well, it didn't happen. So, yeah, I don't think so either. It just didn't right. happen. But no, in the I'm conversation.
0: Saying, we'd be panicking. Just like, you know, right now, everyone in the chat, you know, you look at names and all the guys are, are still saying they would rather play the Niners or they, who who would you rather play? Easy, no, steroids, just said. But guess what? I would rather play the Rams because – it's a way. It just seems like we just play better on the road. I hate to say that. I don't hate to say it because it's obvious. It's not even a thing it's, that you it's don't It's a even, fact. It's a fact, right. You like, if you like tequila, I'm not going to keep bringing you vodka. If you like tequila, <laughs> it's a fact. We like, to, we like to play on the road. It's a fact. We went on the road, so it's a fact. So to me, I think that that is already proven to us. And anything right now that's not at home, I'll accept. Any other team we have to play on the road, I would accept. And we're just playing the Rams. Uh, Earlier in the chat, when somebody said, guess what? They they love the scenario. Only because we get to play, you know, the scared Matthew Stafford, the erratic Matthew Stafford is actually what he said. And truthfully, he's not a playoff quarterback. He gets you there. He throws it. He puts up a bunch of numbers. Is he still up for the MVP? Conversation-wise, he made the playoffs, but – In truth, we already know who the MVP is going to. It's going to that dude over in Green Bay in some cold weather. The abominable snowman, Mr. Aaron Rodgers, would probably win, again, the MVP. But this team right here, I believe in what we're going to do next week. I have to. I'm looking forward to hearing what's going to be said. And I think that what you said earlier, 9-9 will be the one that will be speaking. And he will be the glimpse of light that gives us hope and to believe that we're going to walk away or we can go and compete and walk away with a victory next week.
1: All right. Well, once again, if you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app this week using the promo code PHNX, bet $5 on any football team that's college or pro. They've got the national title game tomorrow. You can certainly bet on that. If uh, whatever team you bet on wins, you're going to get $200 in free bets. Again, that's using the promo code PHNX at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Let's introduce a new segment for you guys. Take Your Shot, sponsored by the Arizona Department of Health Services, letting you know that COVID-19 vaccines are free for everyone 5 and older. Those 12 and older are also now eligible for a booster. Visit azhealth.gov for a location near you. Now, this is a segment where we're also supposed to talk about a player or a team uh, taking their shot in the game. So here's where I invite everybody in the chat to chime in because I had a difficult time pinpointing, Hey, Kyler Murray took his shot here. Cliff Kingsbury took his shot here. So if you guys want to help me out, I did come up with something, but feel free to uh, give me your opinions on a, you know, a point in the game where a player took their shot, but I'm just going to go ahead and say Cliff Kingsbury with the two fourth down play calls. That they ended up converting. Now they got a field goal out of it. Should have gotten a touchdown out of it, but it was a bold move early on to continue moving those chains and uh, eating away at the clock. They were able to convert both those four downs, so I would say that is a success. Cliff Kingsbury took his shot in that moment. You just, you know, we talked about it earlier. Would have liked to see a touchdown in that scenario.
0: I going to. I want to. This is. I want to take Zach Allen as my shot taker. Look, the guy is falling. Scoop in the and life. score. Scoop and score, yes, man, the scoop and score. And at the end of the time, he always gets in his zone. He does his dance, and then Millie whops it. You know, and I love it because, look, big guy, took his shot. You know, uh, coming from right in the back end of that, Chandler Jones was, look, putting a lot of pressure on on Russell, gets the ball out, sack shows up, gets the pick, takes it to the house. And, look, scoop and score, which is uh, – he's my guy. He's take, He took his shot, got it, came out. I rock with him because he walked with a to the touchdown.
1: There you go. I should have talked to you before, about this segment before we started the the show because that's a way better answer than me. Both of those guys took their shot early, and they, they it paid off.
0: I took a lot of shots at the game, too, with some people. I was, the, uh, <laughs> I was with Neil Lomax today, and some lady was like, did you play football? I was like, no, <laughs> he didn't. He was a cheerleader, but he's in transition, so don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy. Great time hanging out with Neil Lomax. A lot of great stories. Um, just great moment, man. The Cardinals fans showed up in Groves to on the club level. You know, those are the sweet holders. Those are the ones that put the tickets. They bring 20, 30, 40. Sometimes they bring a gang of people, sponsors, but it was a good time up there. It really was hanging out with Neil Lomax. I learned a lot. You know, his quarterback to play for the Cardinals for years and Unfortunate injury, hip injury messed his, messed him up, but it was a good time with him. Learned a lot of stuff.
1: Friend of the show, maybe you could get him on sometime, Frank. You said you got I some like, good stories out of him.
0: I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I got his number. I'll make sure I do that. I will.
1: <laughs> All right. Let's move in to our final segment. Oh, we got some
0: people. Seth. Oh, I'm about to get it. Yeah. I'm about
1: to get it. And
0: the Frank. shot. Oh, I thought you was gonna take the shot. Like these guys, like you said, the Peter, they're chiming in. Max Simmons said Chandler Jones strip sack for the TD. He took his shot? Yes? No? Maybe so?
1: Oh, yeah. I, I missed that one. I was looking at Peter's uh, Peter's oh. statement, which I was going to get to, but yeah. Chandler Jones strip sack for the TD. Absolutely. I think uh, Frank was the one that, that brought that up, and I totally agree. Again, should have discussed it with you, Frank, before we came on the show, and we would have just had a, a better all-around segment there, because you nailed it. Definitely. Chandler Jones, Zach Allen off the bat. And fortunately the Seahawks also came right back and scored a session of their own to equal it up. But Hey, I I appreciate the aggressiveness that they set the tone for uh, the game. So that was, that was nice to see. Definitely Chandler Jones, Zach Allen as well. All right, let's move into our final segment. Final drive presented by bird gang travel. Our final thoughts on this game. Uh, well, Peter says, and this is what I was going to get to, it's really a privilege to be disappointed in a team with this record. A few years ago, they had the number one pick. It's like sending your child to college, but they aren't going to be a doctor. Oh, okay, that's one way to look at it, Peter. <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> he had high exp- apparently he had high expectations for somebody. He sent to <laughs> college and they didn't become a doctor. But I get it. I agree. Like it's it's a big, it's a big accomplishment, uh, where we are right now. Like it really is. You guys, we can go back last year and we started out great. We can go back and look at what we did prior to that. And the year before that, you know, we had a first round draft pick quarterback and number one number one overall pick in the quarterback. That's how bad we had to be in order to get the, the number one pick in the NFL draft. And he turned out to be something pretty special Won the rookie of the year, following behind that. You know, then the next year, Cliff. They started out good, and then they they fizzled at the end. And unfortunately, the same thing again started out good again this year, and we fizzled at the end. Now, if if I can add this little nugget, the last couple of years we've dealt with two we dealt with the same virus for two straight years that have plagued the NFL and of course our lives and everyone else's lives. And then some of the guys weren't even playing games in front of fans uh, a year ago. You know what I mean? So you, you just there's so many things that variables. But I agree with you, Peter, like this is still something to be happy about and yet disappointed because we had high expectations for our, our team to be, out of, you know, number one in the NFC, number one in the league. And then now we're barely making it to the playoffs. And that's uh, that's very disappointing, but yet absolutely still a happy moment.
1: So when I was sick a few days ago and bored, I was going through some of my old uh just stuff that I had old stuff I had saved on my computer and I came across a story that I had done out at the Cardinals draft party when Kyler was drafted and I had all these interviews with fans and mm-hmm. like the majority of them were like well I don't think we gave Josh Rosen a good enough chance I I'm not really sure about this pick I think we should have stuck with Josh Rosen and you fast forward 3 years I, I would definitely rather be in this position right. than having not drafted right. Kyler, having this disappointment, having won 11 games, heading into the postseason, than having stuck it out with Josh Rosen. So there is your silver lining, guys. <laughs> and it's, it's
0: 100%, right? It's like that's the beauty of it. You're absolutely right. Like we, Josh Rosen was a first-round pick, but Kyler has definitely tra- transitioned all of us into a place of being a winner and something to be thankful for. And now we're just hoping that we can continue this ride because next week, y'all, I'm telling you, next week is totally different. The feel, the emotions, the mentality, um, the work that you put in. Um, I know it, it, it sounds crazy that you don't feel like you just – you can turn the switch on off and on, but you can because the NFL plays to a week-to-week mentality. And it you just might – we might not match up 100% well versus the, versus the Hawks. But when we play – the Rams, we might match up very well versus them and go out and dominate, just how we did Dallas and at their house. And that's just something to pay, pay attention to this week.
1: Yeah, Bees or Beesy? I'm not sure. I I know a big fan of the show and always a participant in our chat. So I should know this by now. I just don't fully know if it's bees or beesy. But anyway, it says we smoke the Rams in their building. I am not scared. Good point. Cardinals already went in to their house and took care of business before this season. Um <clears throat> and then uh somebody mentioned, you know, Benjamin as uh a guy who took his shot. Kevin says Eno took a shot best series of his career. He had a really good game. I was hey, I was impressed with uh, with what he was able to do when he came in. Um for sure I I would say you know, he hasn't had a lot of action uh you know, in the NFL are an opportunity. So this is the most opportunities for sure that he's had. And he took the most of it. Uh, all you can ask out of a guy, seven carries, 31 yards, 4.4 yards per carry on average. Uh, hey, I, I liked what I saw out of, you know.
0: He, he brings a lot. I like him. I do. I like him a lot too. I think we got a really good set, set of guys in the backfield. Um, I, I'm, I'm not worried about our backfield at all. If, if J.C.'s not there, James Conner's not there. I'm okay with the two guys we got. I just believe that you have to put guys in the right position that that elevates and exposes their, their talents, what they really do. Chase is hella good on the outside as catching the swing routes or catching running. You know, he's he he's literally our Christian McCaffrey when it become, when it comes to catching the ball out of the backfield. The guy he can just he can get it done. JC is a bruiser and he can catch the ball. I like, I like what we bring to the table. And you know, he's sneaky. But he's sneaky good. He has power, speed, and quickness. You just got to give him the opportunity like he took advantage of the day. So I agree with you 100% on that too as well.
1: I think we've pretty much said all we have to say about this game, ready to flush it. It's a new season, baby. It is a new season officially.
0: It really is. Look, cheers to you guys for hanging in with us, hanging in with the Cardinals. It's not an easy season, but you walked away a winner. You're in the playoffs. You wasn't here the two years ago. Matter of fact, you haven't been here since 2015. So guess what? Enjoy it. Enjoy this moment. It doesn't feel good, but it's like broccoli. It don't taste good, but it's good for your body. That's how it is sometimes. And right now, your team is in the playoffs. They will be one of the what? 16 teams that'll be playing next week, and they will have they will give you an opportunity to cheer one more week. For what another opportunity to go on into the playoffs, fighting for the George Hallis Trophy, which is the NFC Division Championship, and then on to the Vince Lombardi. Hopefully, they can pull that out and come away with a victory.
1: Uh, several people before we go was at they're asking about uh, the Ward status because he also left the game along with James Conner. Haven't gotten an update on him either. I'm sure it's going to take us a couple days before we get. Uh, you know. A true word on you know whether or not those guys are going to be good to go moving forward. So uh, unfortunately, the Cardinals not only lost this game, but they uh, you know, had a few key injuries as well. So they're going to have to regroup and get ready for LA in the wild card round. Thank you guys so much for joining us here at the Perch for venting. I feel a little bit better as always after having spoken with all yeah, of right. you. So this right. is good. Glad we're able to do this, guys. <laughs> And we will see you guys all tomorrow for more Cardinals talk and postseason talk. I like the sound of that. We'll see you guys later.